intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you all right, this week's guest is Glenn Caldwell of NEL. Uh, Glenn and I are talking about uh, insurance, insurance coverage, uh, third-party insurance coverage during this COVID-19 crisis, and just generally speaking, why owner-operators could use a product uh, that replaces WSIB. So with that, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Dog On It Trucking Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Harris, Safety Dog. And when it comes to trucking safety, the dog is on it. I am so privileged to be able to sit and discuss with a variety of trucking influencers a wide range of trucking topics. And you get to hear their perspective on an enormous range of issues. Please, if you would show your appreciation for the podcast by leaving a thumbs up, a comment, a rating, depending on the platform of your choice that you're listening or watching with, it would help me so much raise the profile of this show and bring it and make it available to even more listeners. So thank you very much. I appreciate you and your time that that takes. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, Glenn, welcome to the Dog on a Trucking Show. How in the heck are awesome. you? I'm doing well there, Chris. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know, we're uh, probably like you, all locked up in the house and, uh, you know, <laughs> COVID-19, we're in the middle of this thing. Self-isolation is hitting everybody. We just got back from Mexico on the Friday the, the 13th. And so we've been kind of in lockdown mode for a couple of weeks ourselves. So uh, um, I'm hoping by the end of it, my wife's my wife still likes me. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I guess in some ways I'm blessed uh, because of my wife's business. I get to come here to the office where she's a dental hygienist. So she's been closed for two weeks already. Yeah. So there's no traffic in this building at all. And I'm the only one in the building. So I get to leave the house, come to my office, been in my office in the basement all by myself <laughs> but it's good you know good yeah uh hey tell us glenn tell the uh everybody about yourself and what you've been doing and, and i'm really interested in your history of um trucking insurance or, or the, the product that you are selling to independent operators Okay, well, thank you, Chris. First of all, thanks for having me on this. I've been watching the episodes and the, they've been very informative. Um, maybe give you the history of NAL. NAL has been in business now since uh, 1955. Um, we were uh, basically an auto club company that, that provided uh, uh, auto club and insurance programs to uh, small businesses, farmers, that type of thing. Uh, in the early 80s, we started uh, a roadside assistance business where we provided uh, roadside assistance to a lot of the auto manufacturers. So companies like Lexus, Infinity, Jaguar, BMW, pretty well every vehicle today has some kind of auto club attached to it. That's what NAL was back then as well. Uh, in the mid 80s, 
uh, we sat down with a number of uh, truck drivers to develop plans specifically to help them out because they really didn't have anything. So uh, NAL Truck Division was formed um, and uh, that was sold in, uh, it was NAL Truck Division, which became National Truck League. That was sold in 92. Uh, I actually went to work for NTL in 1994 and then just uh, I just came back to NAL. Now it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's, I know you've been back for what seems like a long time. I mean, we go back to your NTL days. That's when I first met you. Yeah, yeah. When I was with TNT and we were purchasing the product from NTL in those days. So what was that? That'd be 20... A long time ago. We, uh, I, I, I was dark haired and you had actual hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, it was uh, a long, long time ago. It's 25 years, maybe. Well, you know, time so flies. A, a good history, a good relationship. I think uh, you and I have developed. And you know, one of the things I, I we were talking earlier about COVID nineteen. I was so happy that you and NEL came out with a clear and concise statement as to coverage for owner operators during this um, pandemic. Can you elaborate on that? Are owner operators covered? Yeah, so we 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 when this first hit the hit the, the press and stuff, we were very uh, proactive and reached out to our provider to make sure that uh, that our drivers were covered. Uh, we've always seen them as in essential workers, and and you know what they do for us. Uh, we got I gotta say thank you because you know a lot of us are locked up in our homes and we're still getting our things because of the drivers that are out you know picking up and delivering for us, and you know they're they're risking things, right? So. Uh, yeah, they COVID is covered, providing they don't have symptoms before they go to the states. And I think a lot of the providers last week that originally had said, "Hey, we're not going to cover COVID uh, 19," has changed, basically saying because it is an essential service now. And um, as long as a driver doesn't have COVID symptoms going into the states, they're going to be covered under the policy. I think that's super because huh, do we need trucking right at the moment? you know well it is it's uh you know the the travel advisory was the big thing that a lot of the policies had um which our plan does not have a travel advisory based on a government coming in and saying hey don't travel um we've got a travel advisory for war and a, a, new, a few other things but uh, this was this was pretty key so you know we're recommending uh because there's still some uncertainty out there with with some of the other individual plans i think all the group companies have said hey no we are uh, going to cover this off there again if, if somebody doesn't have symptoms going into the us um but i think the key thing for a fleet to do is is if they have a bunch of individual plans out there that they they need to speak to the broker uh and get you know conf confirmation that if that it is going to cover them yeah i would think that would be a huge undertaking um, because there are, uh, you know, NAL is is one company, but you have a great deal of competition. There's a number of other companies out there that provide similar um, or pretend to provide similar coverage. Uh, however, as I say, I I was just so happy that NTL came or sorry NAL came out right at the beginning and said, "No, owner operators, you are covered in the states. Keep trucking." Yes. Yeah, I, because there was a lot of negative news. Uh, I think I've told you, you know, my daughter works on a cruise ship, so there's a lot of people on cruise ships and stuff that um, were facing 
travel insurance that all of a sudden they weren't they didn't have travel insurance anymore absolutely yeah. yeah pretty scary week last week i think a lot of that's been cleared up but key factor is hey you know if you're uncertain um, or be certain by calling your broker and your insurance company to to get verification yep. because i think there are still a few out there that are uh, that may be uh, in the in the gray area you know anyways i just wanted to say thanks to any, <coughs> excuse me nl for uh, tackling it head head on right at the beginning um in answering that question one of the things that i'm really proud of NEL, and of course I have no affiliation with NEL, but is your healthy trucker program. Uh, as we get through this um, epidemic, our health has become really important. And I don't even know how many years ago did NEL start the healthy trucker program? I think, I think it's seven years ago now. Um, and kind of the main reason we got into it was um, we're TCA members, and uh, at the time we were down, and, and there was at the convention. 90% of what they talked about was was the health of, of the driver at that, at that conference. Uh, a number that came up was pretty scary was the number 61. Um, any idea what that significance of that number has to our industry today? Uh, is it the age of the truck driver? It's got to do with age. Okay. Yeah, it does. Um, it's, uh, sadly, it's the average lifespan of a long-haul driver in the U.S. right now. Ooh. Um, that's a Harvard study, which, uh, and there again, we've been debated on that study. Uh, some people say it's 62, 63, whatever. But the Harvard study basically said the average lifespan of a long haul trucker in the U.S. Is, is 61, which is sad because the average American male lives to be 76. So there's a huge shortfall. So we got pretty worried. Our average age of our client is about 55. And, and, uh, um, you know, we noticed that claims were kind of going through the roof and, and a lot of it had to do with the, the health of the owner operator, right? Uh, so their lifestyle, um, there's something called disease that if you sit for long periods of time, that you have the same risk of heart attack and, and stroke as somebody that smokes. So think about a driver that's sitting for long periods of time and smoking at the same time. The, the risks are, are even higher. Yeah. So our, our goal with Healthy Trucker was to um, basically get a driver uh, more active and, and, and eating healthier. And, you know, we started off with, uh, you may remember the Fitbit challenge we did for uh, yeah. uh, a lot of fleets uh, where drivers would and staff would get Fitbits uh, and we'd have walking challenges. I know we did it down at the TCA conference where um, we had all the executives competing. And when we came back, we decided to run a, 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 a walk around the world challenge uh, with with the entire industry and we thought we'd probably do it in about three months we had so many people involved in it we did it in i think 23 days so that was pretty cool but the challenge with the fitbit with the driver is this um you know companies were putting up prizes a lot of times big prizes and uh the problem with the fitbit is it's not necessarily steps that they were getting but the vibration of the steering wheel was throwing the uh, Fitbit off. Uh, so guys were getting 30,000 steps and not getting out of the truck. So we kind of scrapped the idea of it, even though it was a great challenge that we had tons of people involved in and we got all kinds of press on it. Uh, we got involved uh, a little bit later. Drivers were saying, I just want to know, I want to know how to eat properly on the road. So we created an app called Healthy Team. Drivers would take pictures of their meals, diet and exercise and post it. We had a leaderboard. Uh, problem with the leaderboard was they were getting 
points based on an actual pitcher, not actually on a, on having a healthy item in that pitcher. So we back that idea kind of got scrapped, even though it went very well for most. Uh, so now we just coach them through email and uh, uh, you know videos and and uh, uh, on the phone, just to you know small changes over time is what Andrea says will create lasting change. So it's not a diet; it's a it's a it's a lifestyle change. Yeah, which I got to believe that's huge. If if you can manage to change uh, a person's lifestyle, it is. It's for life, and that is going to, as you said, uh, what's the average age of truckers now? Well, you'd be, you're looking at fifty-five to fifty-seven, depending on what study that you're looking at. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, and it's not just it's not just physical health. Um, you know, a healthier driver mentally and physically is going to be a safer driver. As you know, it's going to have fewer accidents. They're going to lose less time from work due to injury illness, and they're they're basically going to stick around in the industry longer. So, you know, our partnership with Morno Chappelle has been another big thing where we can get give them access to counseling 24/7 for things to do with stress, depression, anxiety. You know, because if the driver's got something on his mind, he's got nothing but miles to think about that issue. So, getting them getting them support that way is is, is kind of key. That's really interesting because I didn't know in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis that we're having that you offered um, mental health, uh, a, you know, counseling because I'm sure there's a lot of people, I know I'm feeling the stress, um, you know, I'm self-employed, my wife is self-employed, we've got no income at the moment. Uh, it's It can be a stressful time. Absolutely. You know, owner-operators are self-employed. Uh, if they're working at the moment, that's one thing but there's a lot of factories that have shut down as well and of course that could cause a different type of stress because not all of trucking is going crazy at the moment as the food guys are and some of the other segments yeah can you so just elaborate on that yeah you know and there again uh i'm I'm not an expert when it comes to mental health by any means uh but it is a very challenging time for for everybody right now um, so having access to a program through either an EAP through your work, a lot of companies have that where you get access to counseling 24-7, where you can call and speak to somebody, that's very important. Um, we, uh, uh, we, we really stress the importance of, you know, if you've got something on your mind to obviously talk to somebody and not just, don't talk to your, just a lot of them don't want, don't want to speak to their, to their dispatch. Uh, they want to speak to somebody that they can get uh, get some help with. Yeah, I didn't realize that was available. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, there again. Most most employee driver packages uh, would have access to EAPs, uh, an employee assistance plan. Uh, we do have some of our fleets that have purchased the, the the extended version of Healthy Trucker that does include the mental wellness as well. Um, you know, we got an, another unique one that we're, we're, we're working on as well, uh, where a driver can get access to speak to a doctor out of the cab of their truck, uh, which is kind of cool. Instead of trying to, you know, they, they can't find a place to park, park their truck at a, at, a, at, a, at a clinic. So this is where they can, you know, it's like a Skype call where they can speak to a Canadian doctor and talk about their symptoms and certain prescriptions can be written for that as well. So that's a plan that we're kind of working on as well. Just, sorry, I hope that didn't sound like a pitch. Yeah, no, no, but like owner-operators, they need, um, well, 
answer this. Why do owner-operators need coverage? A third-party um, insurance such as uh, what you, you provide, but not necessarily just yours, but why do they need the coverage? So it's a good question. Now, are you talking about like the WSIB alternative solutions? Yes. Okay, so in Ontario, in Quebec, owner-operators that own their vehicles, pay their truck, have an opportunity for profit and loss, have the opportunity of opting out of WSIB. CSST is a little different, but in Ontario, there's a form called an 1149A or 1157A that uh, an owner-operator completes. They send it in with their documents of ownership, articles of incorporation, uh, and signed by both the fleet and, and the, uh, the owner-operator. They would get a letter back from the board that deems their status as independent. And then they got three options. They can buy personal coverage through WSIB, which not a lot do because of the costs, I think. Um, they have access to private coverage, which would be us or other companies, or really WSIB doesn't care if they do uh, get another plan in place because all they've said is you're independent now, you have independent status, therefore you're off of WSIB. A uh, key thing is only owner-operators that complete that form can opt out of WSIB. All other drivers, regardless of their contract, still require WSIB under under the Act. The other thing is um, when you look at um, why you put coverage in place is uh, the auto policy has something called statutory accident benefits. So primary insurance premiums are, are sky high as it is. So the last thing, and if an owner-operator is disabled in a truck-related vehicle or accident, they have the option of filing a claim under something called the statutory act. So things like medical, a loss of earnings, that type of thing is, is, all, is, is all available to them. It's key that when they're buying a package, they look for something that's going to be long-term, not just short-term, but something that's going to be long-term, very similar to what WSIB would provide. Uh, key factors, you want to have something that's going to be first payer, meaning it's not going to direct the policy or direct the benefit back to the carrier's auto policy. Uh, and get something that's going to cover stable pre-existing conditions, especially with the whole COVID stuff. So I think that was maybe a longer answer. But well, you brought up two things I want to dig a little bit deeper into. First payer, okay. can you explain that in layman's terms so that an owner operator can understand what first payer means and the the effect that if you're not the if the insurance policy isn't the first payee or however you properly say it what how does that affect the owner operator okay so uh, a lot you know most policies when it comes to disability benefits are set up as first payer there are some that are set up as second payer meaning if you have other insurance that you can go to i.e the carrier's auto policy then they're going to push you to that policy. But as I said, most of the companies that are selling to owner-operators today, uh, with the exception, I think, one or maybe two, have, have first-payer status. A lot of them, however, have second-payer status when it comes to medical. So things like physio, chiro, oh, uh, that's oh. it, the major things. Uh, when it comes to vehicle-related accidents, a number of them have a second-payer clause that would actually push that benefit back to the carrier's auto policy. Uh, where it's been very troubling is obviously c captives, insur insurance companies that they're responsible for the first ten to fifty to one hundred thousand dollars. These these are getting hit by the, these medical claims, which it's it's the it's the fleet's money or or the insurance company's money as well. So uh, that's that can be a challenge. Uh, that's all. 
interesting. I mean, my background with uh, Old Republic in the old days, I know we were always concerned about these third-party insurance providers like yours who weren't first payee because it would get thrown back onto ours and then we have to recoup through premium from the trucking company. Um, The biggest one you look at is, is travel medical. Uh, that there are some providers that are excess only, meaning they would kick it back to the carrier's auto policy. And that's where the bills can be substantial. You know, we had one bill, uh, one guy that was involved in an accident in Texas that uh, uh, I think he was getting out of his truck and he got hit by another vehicle. He was in a coma for a while. The bill was well over 700,000 US. Plus he's got with all his benefits that he, from from weekly indemnity or monthly indemnity and the, and the medical, it's well over a million now. If our policy would have said excess, that would have all gone back to the carrier's auto policy. And and the trucking company only had, I think, 23 trucks, so 23 owner operators. So that would have been devastating to the to the, the to the uh, truck insurance provider. Right. They wouldn't have been able to get insurance. Yeah. In insurance in today's market, uh, I'm sure you're well aware of it uh, for the trucking industry. It is a challenge to keep your premiums under control. Now, the other part of the question, um, besides first payee, you you alluded to it, but you didn't come right out and say it. Um, the driver ink model that's very popular today. If I'm a, a driver that's incorporated and I'm getting paid a self-employed, uh, do yeah. I qualify to opt out of WSIB and purchase a third-party uh, equivalent or something similar to WSIB? So does does the the driver ink driver own the truck? Uh, no, I would say the uh, the company owns the truck. Okay. Do they do they pay the fuel? The majority of expenses? Do they have an opportunity for profit and loss? Uh, no, they're a, they're basically a uh, driver that's incorporated that's receiving um, direct pay. You know, they, they so, they're not paying for the repairs. They're not paying for the uh, the fuel. So to opt out of WSIB in the province of Ontario, they have to be able to complete the 1149A that states that they own the truck, they pay the fuel, they have an opportunity for profit and loss, and they don't get a T4A. And none of that falls into place for a driver ink driver. So they do, they, they're covered under WSIB. They have to be covered under WSIB. Yeah, so, and that's a really good point. Hopefully people understand that driver ink basically are not um, eligible for this and you mentioned the uh, T4A hopefully companies are issuing uh, when required when it's the correct form to be doing you know because Glenn you and I pay taxes and of course we want uh, everyone to pay their fair share of taxes what is legally required so 100 yeah you know and you know, CTA and, and OTA have done a great job as bringing this to the to the forefront, and there's been a lot of action that's taken place. Uh, and you know, we'll see how that plays out this year. Yep. It uh, as we head into uh, the middle of 2020 and uh, even 2021, I think it's going to be a long road to to um, hammer this driver ink model the way CTA would like it. Uh, but it is an ongoing battle and it's going to continue, which is fine. Glenn, I, you know, to be respectful of your time, I, I think um, what haven't we talked about yet that we should be discussing? 
you know, you know, obviously the the COVID's a, a huge top. That's that's one key thing. You know, have have fleets speak to their broker. Um, you know, when you're allowing your owner operators to opt out of WSIB, uh, our recommendation is to do something through settlement deduction. Um, obviously, to ensure not coverage is not only purchased but more importantly maintained. Um, that's that's kind of the biggest thing right now, and and it's we're recommending fleets come up with a minimum standard of coverage of, of what coverage should look like to ensure or reduce the risk and exposure as a fleet so they're not going to have these claims filed against the auto policy that's kind of the big thing um you know the retention we're not sure what what's going to happen in the next little while with uh, uh with the economy so uh, sometimes owner operators are the first to kind of get laid off. We're hoping that that doesn't take place, obviously. Uh, but, you know, if we can get this economy turned around quickly, I think everybody's going to kind of maintain what's going on right now within the industry. Yeah, I, I'm like you. I'm very hopeful. I, you know, I do see a, a hit to the economy, obviously, when uh, so many of us are shut down and, and hunkered in our homes. But when those restrictions are released, um, I think there's going to be a pent-up demand. I also think there's going to be some huge changes going forward. Just, you know, and I'm thinking specifically of people now getting groceries delivered, for instance. Oh, I didn't, you know, I knew it was available before, but I never really used it. And then they use it and they go, damn, this is convenient. I'm going to continue yeah. to use this. So I, I think there's going to be significant changes uh, coming forward uh, because we're all doing things um, you know th this podcast was up and running before COVID started uh, but it's relatively new I think you're going to see a flood of other podcasts like this come up because all of a sudden we realize hey we can do this virtually yes yeah 100% we're, I've already started doing virtual meetings now with fleets uh, because our, ours, our business is a lot a lot of it's face-to-face um, where they want to see you and they want to kind of talk and ask the questions, the proper questions. And, and uh, yeah, we're, we're starting to do more of the, we, under Zoom is what we're using, but uh, uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to uh, stay connected. Yeah, and even my business model, I'm wondering how much time, face-to-face uh, -face time I need to have now. Uh, you know, anyway, it's, it's all going to be interesting. We're all going to get through this. It's going to be... Um, an interesting period of time, but I'm, I, I guess I'm an optimist. I, I know we will get through it and we will survive. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and... Well, we, we've been around long enough. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly a few times. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we know we know it's going, you know, we're, we're hunkering down. We know what we're, we're kind of prepared for what's going to take place. And uh, we, hope, we hope most people are as well. Yeah, I think everybody is. Glenn, I want to thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, it was a great interview. I, I took away, again, first payee. I, I learned about that. Um, I didn't know about uh, the healthy trucker and, in some cases, the mental health that it also extends to if your company has purchased that. And I think during this crisis, that's a huge thing. And, you know, we, we touched on the Driver Inc. model and uh, why owner-operators really need uh, a coverage, third-party payee coverage like an NAL product. Um, but as you mentioned, there are a number of things there. there the companies, I, I like the idea of settlement deduction. 
um, because that way you know that has been paid for. And I think as we come out of this thing, some people will be looking for ways to cut out expenses. Well, with with the struggles now, uh, where things have slowed down a little bit, sometimes insurance is the first thing to go. And um, you, you you know, I, I, I hate it's 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 difficult for a fleet when they're trying to gather certificates of insurance every month or every quarter uh, to ensure coverage has been maintained. It's do it through settlement deduction. You know, come up with that minimum standard. I can send you a copy of what what we use and a lot of the insurance companies are using for that minimum standard. If you want to share it with. Uh, uh, with listeners and uh, yeah, just uh, you know, it's it, it in a way it's tough love saying, hey guys, we want you to have protection. We want you to have a specific criteria. Here's one that meets it. If you know, if you've got one that does meet this criteria, you know, by all means, show it, and we'll allow you to keep it. That's what we're suggesting to fleets, uh, so they're not necessarily forcing them to take one specific plan, but force them to take a minimum criteria. Yeah. And I think that would be great. I, what I'll do is I'll, um, is that the minimum criteria? Is that on your website? Uh, we've got, I've got it in an article on my website, but I've, I've got it in a document that basically shows who can opt out, who can't, uh, what to look for, and then, uh, you know, what the minimum criteria should look like. All right. I'll figure I, out I, I, a way to put it, um, a link to somewhere, whether it be my website or yours. Okay. Um, so that people can, uh, if they want it, they can click on the link below. That'll be in the show notes. And that's a freebie from Glenn. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate it so much. All right. I appreciate it, Chris. Uh, stay healthy to everybody. You know, stay healthy. Wash your hands. Do it. everything we got to do. And you know what? Stay isolated. That's, that's the only way we're going to get this thing kicked. Yeah. All the best, buddy. Thanks. All right. Take care. Thanks. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. That was a great interview, and I thank you for hanging in there to the end. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. I thank you so much, and I do really appreciate your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.